and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! Hello and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean and I am joined once again by Chaff. Chaff, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you. Good stuff. Also got Ryan once again. Ryan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Good stuff. And we've got Luke once again with us. Luke, how are you getting on? I'm good, mate. Thank you. Good stuff. So we've got uh, a few more positive results to talk about this week um, since we last spoke Dale. Picked up another three points on the road away at Shrewsbury Town, thanks to goals from Ollie Rathbone and Alex Newby. And a 2-2 draw on Tuesday night against much-fancied Sunderland, thanks to a brace from Matty Lund. So, four good points for Dale, and it brings them up to 14th place in the table. So, plenty to get our teeth into tonight. Uh, right, we'll start with the with the Shrewsbury game. Um, what do you think the difference was there? It's the first time that we've, we've picked up consecutive away wins under Barry Murphy in the league. What do you think has been the, the key to that in, in the Burton and Shrewsbury games? Um, I think the key difference is we've, you know, particularly Shrewsbury, we, we scored when we were on top. Um, so I thought first half we were, we were excellent. Um, I thought they couldn't really live with us at points. I thought every time I got the ball we looked to go forward and look dangerous. We mixed the play up from going, you know, you know, the possession-based game that we've been used to, but also going direct. And we obviously got the, the goal that was, you know, fortuitous in the end, but a really good move. And we could have had two or three more, I think, in the first half. Um, and then, obviously, second half, first score just before half-time. And um, you're sort of thinking, we're glad, basically, because, you know, a few of your points in the last few weeks, so we concede, you know, quite quickly. Unfortunately, they scored just before half time and went into one up, and, and you sort of get that break a little bit. And um, I guess what pleased me in the second half was was how mature it was, and it was a performance. To be honest, I don't remember seeing that often ever watching Rochdale in the second half. It was very controlled. Um, you know, we sat back, but we didn't create too much. I think about eighty minutes in, I think I messaged you a lot saying bit too negative this I don't really like it I'm nervous I'm scared but you know it was really positive and I thought he brought Matt Doan on at the exact time we needed you know someone to be up there to be chasing balls so uh, yeah I think the key differences were we, we scored when we were on top and we took our chances in the first half and really 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 pleased with that because I don't think any of us did any of us predict, predict a win last week when we said it Oh, just Dean. I went for a 1-0, yeah. Mr. Optimistic, as usual. <laughs> Not sure about that nickname. But, um, yeah, I think you sort of made the point there that we didn't concede in quick quick succession because um, it, it was half-time straight after he conceded, so we literally couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, Luke, in the second half, obviously Shrewsbury were always going to come at us and try and find that equaliser. Uh, we invited a little bit of pressure on, didn't we? But do you think that was the right move, given the circumstances and... and we didn't really concede that many chances as a result of it. No, yeah, I do. Um, I think this is kind of... I'm hearing this getting bandied about a fair bit in football at the minute and it's all around kind of being in control of the game out of possession. Um, and I think that's probably something that we've been working on to try and kind of adapt our style this season. I think that's what I've shown. And it you know, it works with T on, on, on Saturday against Shrewsbury. Um, they had a lot of the ball. But what did they really do with it? Apart from you know, Bazuni did make a you know, cracking save. But apart from that, yeah, they were dangerous with balls coming in from Daniels, as you'd expect, because he's got you know he's got Premier League quality there. But um, we defended resolutely, but it was organised defending from the front, um, and I, I, you know I think that's worked on throughout the week, where we're in control of the game without actually having the football. Um, so yeah. We did really well. Yeah, Chaff, that that not having the football as much is something that's obviously been a key part of our game so far this season. Do you think 
with the Shrewsbury game that it, it was that that changing tap we've talked about already, or do you think it was just a case of you know getting those two goals in the first half and being able to exceed possession for for the majority of the game? Um, it's a good question actually. I think getting the goals was when we did was absolutely key because I think that gave us psychologically um, more control in the game and there was a little bit of sort of extra time um, where we we could let them have the ball a little bit and like Luke said they, they didn't create much apart from Daniels putting ball in, balls in the box um, and I put I, I thought they were poor to be perfectly honest with you apart from that I did, nobody else stood out for me in that Shrewsbury side so it was almost a case of as long as Daniels had not got the ball, we're all right letting him have the ball for a bit. Um, and we worked really hard um, out of possession as well. Um, so whether it is a deliberate tactic from Barry Murphy or not, it, it, it worked. So, yeah, I was really pleased. Really, really good performance. Um, a little bit of um, credit as well to, to Jake Beasley as well, um, who's not going to get you 10, 15 goals a season, but he's going to work his nuts off. And that's what he did on Saturday. He absolutely ran himself into the ground, got kicked all over the place um, before going off engine. I thought he he was uh, integral to the, to where we uh, sort of not kept possession, but we, we stopped them playing as well. Um, and he held the ball up really, really well, I thought. And his assist for, for Newby's goal is absolutely fantastic. That little layoff was brilliant. Yeah, I, I did have it down in my notes to mention Beasley because I know I've given him a little bit of a little bit of stick for for missing the chances that he's missed. But in terms of the work rate and putting his body on the line, he can't um, he can't fault him so far this season. He's done that absolutely brilliantly and, and did so again on Tuesday against Sunderland, which we'll come on to in a little bit, of course. Um, but it was Newby that ran onto that that flick, wasn't it, Ryan? And, and got his first goal for the club, a really tidy finish. But he probably could have had at least one more, couldn't he, as well? Yeah, first legal for the club, but um, yeah, I thought I, I was sort of I was worried about you know half an hour in just before he missed it, scored his his first goal and sort of it, it missed a couple of chances that he, he I thought he should have done much better with. Um, there was that one very early on. I think it was in the first ten minutes where he either should have just put, put the ball in the net or squared it to Lund. Um, I think Lund were going mad and it's rare you see Matty Lund like that but um, I thought he took his finish really well um, I was worried when I saw his first touch and he was sort of going even close to the goalkeeper but really composed at the end and a really nice finish with his left foot um, and I think a couple, I think you Dean have touched on you know a bit of Scott Hogan in there at points and I thought that was very very Scott Hogan like in the finish to be honest it was very just composed calm he didn't lash at it he didn't try and do too much of it he just you know slotted it at the side of the goalkeeper and you know it went in the middle of the net but yeah really really good finish and, and hopefully that's a bit of a confidence booster for him for, for when he gets in front of goal next time because um, like I said I was worried but it, it, it showed a bit of bottle to be honest and, and really pleased for him because he's He's done well and he, he did well on Saturday again. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a turning point in a way in front of goal for him because a lot of players would have crumbled after the chance that he missed just before it. I think it shows a lot of mental strength to come back and, and finish the next chance with, with a plum like he did. Um, and Luke, a, a couple of other mentions for really good performances for me on Saturday. I thought both Lund and Rathbone, who we've mentioned um, already, were excellent in the field on Saturday. What do you think was uh, was the key to them two being so good? Um, they, they were at it, were they? They, they were proper at it, um, aggressive, and you know played to to the strengths, which are quite similar in many respects for Ollie and Monday. And that's kind of getting up and down, um, supporting the forwards, being aggressive in the tackles. Um, but actually, I, I've been enjoying Rathbone's kind of um, you know left-sided position in the team I think it were, it's working quite well for us um, over the last couple of games anyway um, and you know the, the very things that we've criticised him for in, in recent weeks were the very things that kind of he stamped right out of his uh, performances or the you know the, the Shrewsbury and Sunderland game uh, he's linking up 
really well with Bowler. You can see a, you know, you can definitely see a relationship between the two building, which is great. Um, he comes into little pockets, or you know, O'Connell. He's a go-to ball for O'Connell to clip into the midfield, um, which gives him an opportunity to then have a drive. Which again, that's one of his strengths. Um, but you know, he is he's a fan's favourite in in the manner in which he plays, Oli Rathbone. And uh, the last two games, he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and, and Lund as well. Obviously, it's needless to say. You know, he's it's not just the goals, is it? He's he's playing very well as well. Um, you know, there's a couple of moments where I kind of almost jumped out of my uh, dining room table seat um, and kind of gave it a little fist pump when he when he kind of carried out a couple of his trademark sliding tackles. Um, you know, when you think a player's got away from him and then he, he just kind of utilises those long legs and, and timing to kind of nick it back. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, it is exciting having them in the midfield, when, especially when they're on point and, you know, they very much have been up the last couple of games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as we mentioned with Lund beforehand as well, it's a case of getting games under his belt, isn't it? And We saw it at the end of last season, just before uh, the season came to a close, obviously, where the more he was playing, the stronger he was looking. And Hopefully he stays fit, because we know the, the issues he's had with injuries in the past, but at the moment, he's absolutely flying. And I'm sure we'll mention him again when we come to the Sunderland game, because that was a spectacular performance. Um, but, Chav, I wanted to touch on uh, Gavin Bazunu as well. We were saying, or I was saying, rather, during the, the Shrewsbury game, that he reminds me a little bit of Edison, just the way that he carries himself and the way that he's sort of kicking action and stuff. But he made, as, as I think Ryan mentioned before, an absolutely unbelievable save at the end. And he's starting to look more and more confident, isn't he? I know the second goal for Sunderland he, he maybe could have done better with, but I'm starting to feel a little bit safer with him between the sticks. And I know you've been a big fan of him from the word go, haven't you? Yeah, um, I said it a few weeks ago. I see a lot of Sanchez in him, to be honest with you. He's going to cost us points in just in the way that he that he goes about playing the game. But he's going to save us more points than he costs us. And some of the saves that he makes, you just you look at him and you think he's got absolutely no right to make that save. That save late on in the in the um, Shrewsbury game is absolutely stunning save. I, I thought that was in. Genuinely thought that was in. And he's somehow sort of clawed it away. It's absolutely brilliant. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the club tweet, every single game, there's like a highlight of a Gavin Bazunu's stunning save. Every single game. So he must be doing quite a lot right. And let it be said, we'd, we'd have some very different results if it weren't for Bazunu. Yeah, and hopefully he can keep it up. We know, obviously, at the age that he's at, that he's going to have probably drops in form at, at times and maybe loss of confidence here and there. But at the moment, he's definitely definitely one of our key performers uh, and, like you say, winning those points on his own at times. Uh, one last point on the, on the Shrewsbury game, Ryan. We mentioned last week the possibility of Dale going to a five at the back, and they did so, didn't they, in the last ten minutes or so, just to try and ease out the victory. Do you still think that this is something that maybe Brian Barry Murphy will look to do from the start in a game coming up, maybe use one of the uh, EFL trophy games as something to test it out in? Or do you think this is a tactic that will be used sort of just to, to see out games when we've got the lead or we're trying to defend a point? Um, I think it will probably be something we use, you know, into a game rather than starting it. I think it's a really good option to have to bring in, you know, it's not often you see a centre-half bring you know, brought on for tactical reasons these days. So I think it's quite a nice thing for us to have. I think starting it, I think we'd miss out on too much. Um, I think if you went five four one, for example, I think you miss out on your your wide attacking players. Um, the potential for it to go three uh, five three two, but then you miss out on one of the midfielders, and and I guess at the minute who do you drop? So I think. It's a good option for us to have on a bench. Um, do I see him using it from a start? Probably not, to be honest. With games coming thick and fast, I don't think you want to be changing too much in terms of a team and formation. You know, we've not seen that yet. It's it's constantly sort of one or two changes from a Saturday Tuesday. So whether he's going to change formation as well, I don't see it. Um, but definitely. You know, a really good option to have, and it's worked in our favour in the last couple of games. Bringing Jim on, 
you know, for his experience and his, his calm head and, you know, he, he's done well to refer to him. He's won everything in the year and slotting in between O'Connell and, and Roberts, it's worked, worked really well. But whether I see it, you know, you think of Barr coming back and Humphreys and then, you know, potential of Beasley going out wide. You know, we've got a few forward players then who, who can play in wide areas. So do we need? Do we then need to go to a five? Probably not. I think if we we're going to do that, we'd have done it in the last few weeks when when both players were out. But yeah, work to treat really good option, and it's it's good to see us have have those options as well that we've we've probably not had them in the past. Yeah, one thing I will say for Barry Murphy, and I've thought this since we since he became our manager, really, is that. He does give himself options. Sometimes he's been a little bit too frigid in, in not using them last season and, and sticking to the plan A, but he has always had that little bit of sort of a, a plan B that he can fall back on. And, and it seems that this year he's maybe learned to start using that a little bit more. Um, Luke, we'll move on to the Sunderland game on Tuesday night. A fantastic match. Obviously, I think even as a neutral, most people would have enjoyed it. But for Dale fans, it's a first ever league point against Sunderland. We spoke recently about um, our struggles against the, the better teams in the league, so this was a really positive performance, wasn't it, against arguably the biggest team in the division? Yeah, um, I was I was blown away by the first half performance. Um, I think I text I text you lads, and it did feel weird to say was that our best half of the season so far um, after conceding two goals, but you know. Um, Put it this way, I ordered a kebab for the start of the game um, and I only got halfway through it by half-time because I was just gripped um, by it. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, we were we were brilliant. And, like, you know, we're talking about the game against Shrewsbury where we, we were in control out of possession. Um, I think we flipped it on its head against Sunderland and it was good because I was expecting us to do the same again. But, you know, it probably caught him by surprise a little bit where we really took it to them. Um, and it was just so disappointing to concede probably, you know, um, two soft goals. Um, but, you know, it, it didn't stop us, did it? We, we were relentless in, in the way we, we kind of went about our business, uh, especially in the first half. And I just loved it that, you know, it, just, it was just so good to watch. And it was just such a shame that that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of game where you do want to be in the stadium um, to kind of get behind the team. You know, and, and show that you know this is you know show your appreciation really because we were brave. Um, you know, we were we were aggressive, we were assertive, um, and you know the only downside to that first half, especially, was was just the conceding of the two goals. But you know, you can live with that because we, we gave as good as we well, you know we gave as good as what we've got. And um, you know, looking at their bench, it was an absolute joke. Um, yet we competed all the way through. Um, so you know, it was just as good, I think, on Tuesday as what it was beating Shrewsbury and um, beating Burton, and um, to kind of come away with a point because we were up against it a little bit in the second half as well. Um, but you know, the, the, the players have worked so hard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they've had a few days off after after kind of the the efforts over the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, but as a, as a spectacle goes, it was really good to watch. Yeah, couldn't agree more, and, and Chaff, Luke sort of mentioned it there, but it, it was, in a way, a game of two halves, but two good halves for Dale. The first half, obviously, involving a lot of forward-thinking, forward-passing, trying to put Sunderland on the back foot, sort of racing out the blocks, as we did at Shrewsbury, but then in the second half, some really good defensive play, wasn't it? And Do you think it's a case at the moment, perhaps, that we are making a point of coming out on the front foot and trying to get goals early on or do you think it's just the way that these games have gone where we've had the lead against Shrewsbury and obviously Sunderland would have felt that they needed to get all three points last night so we're obviously going to come at us in the second half so what do you think do you think it's a case of the way the games have gone or do you think we're really trying to make a point of, of racing out the blocks at the moment possibly I think there's been games where we've not come out quick at all I think we've come out slow we've started the game slow in certain games um, the last couple of games, I think that is a case that we have come out and we've, we've had a go from the start. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it was deliberate, really. Um, I would also say it was really good to see that when we did concede, that we that our reaction to that was really, really good, um, which I'm not overly used to seeing, to be honest with you. I'm, 
when we concede, I fully expect us to go and concede again. And the reaction to come back twice, I thought, was absolutely magnificent. Um, there were two sloppy goals to concede, but like Luke, you, you can forgive that how we reacted to them. And the goals that we scored were excellent. Um, a lot of credit's got to go to Alex Newby. I thought he was absolutely outstanding first half. The cross that he puts in and the way he gets the, in a position to cross for the first goal is brilliant. Um, his little twists and turns before putting in an absolute pearler of cross for Lund. I, it was really good. And then he had a huge hand in the second goal as well before Rathbone lays it off. Uh, and I thought he had a, a really, I thought he had his best half of football in a Dale shirt uh, on Tuesday. And I thought the tempo of the game was just, it was absolutely frantic. I thought I was watching it on fast forward for most of that first half. It was, it was unlike anything I've seen for a long, long time. And then second half, we were under the cosh. But like I said, at some point, the, the quality is going to shine through. And the difference in quality, like Luke mentioned, their bench was just ridiculous. They had the likes of uh, Will Grigg, Danny Graham, Grant Ledbetter. We had Tavares, Briley, and um, it's just a completely different world. So to go toe-to-toe with them and come out with a point was absolutely fantastic. Although it was a really good performance at both ends of the pitch. Yeah, Ryan, you can't um, you can't overstate the quality that Sunderland have, can you, when you look at players like, like Graham, like Grigg, uh, like Gucci, who for me is one of the best players in League One when he's, when he's playing well. Um, and as Chaff has said there, it showed really good mentality, didn't it, to, to not allow that, that sort of fear to creep in after conceding goals, especially against the run of play, uh, but to, to, to bounce back quickly and keep going at full, with, with the momentum that we'd shown in the early stages of the game. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw it sort of immediately after we'd scored. I think watching it on iFollow and you're looking around the pitch on my camera, it's showing them celebrating and then panning back to the halfway line. You're seeing the real leaders in our in our team. I think you saw Owen O'Connell, Owen O'Connell try and sort of G some of players up. Lundy was at it. Jimmy Ryan was at it. And it was really good to see and to score sort of 10 minutes after we'd conceded um, and, and playing at the same tempo again was really impressive to see and then we, we sort of conceded late in the second uh, in the first half and then to score late on again you know really really good and you know I must admit I feared the worst when we conceded first I thought you know we've played so well for 20, 20 minutes here you know please don't go on and you know you lose 3 or 4 nil like we have done against Sunderland the last couple of years um, away from home so yeah really good um, and I thought at points first half, I was almost watching it and laughing because it was just like, it was a joke, to be honest. I, was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and it was like, it was the intensity we'd play at if we were in League Two, you know, trying to get promoted in, in the early days in League One on the key field and sort of that no fear attitude and saying, you know what, we're going to work harder than you, we're going to be quicker than you and we're going to be better than you and it, it, were, it were unbelievable that first half. Um, and we were very unlucky to, to go down, well, to be equal at, at half-time, I thought. Um, and that's even with going down twice. So, yeah, the mentality of the squad at that game was second to none, really. And I don't think we as fans can, can ask for any more than that on Tuesday. I thought, it was, I thought it was unbelievable. Yeah, that that no-fear attitude that you're talking about there, Ryan, it, it was good to see sort of glimpses of that again on Tuesday it was something that, like I said, we've spoke about before, the way we've played against bigger teams in the league um, of late. We we do seem to fear them and show them a little bit too much respect. So, for me, I don't I don't rate that Sunderland team as a team, if that makes sense. I think they've got unbelievable individual quality. But as a team, I think they've always been there for the taking since they came down. And I've been slightly disappointed with the way we've performed against them in the past. But on Tuesday... Like you said, no one could have any complaints with, with the intensity and the energy and, and the quality that we showed, really. Um, and the, the real quality performance chaff came from Matty Lund, obviously, with both goals. Now, I said that I was going to ask you this before even the game on Tuesday, but another two goals, absolutely brilliant performance again. 
obviously looking back over his history of the club, is it time to say Matty Lund's a Dale legend? I'd have said it after his first spell, before he even came back. Because I was always a massive fan of Matt Lund. Um, some people didn't quite get it. But for me, I've not seen, I'll stand by this, I've not seen a more complete midfielder than Matt Lund. His ability to score goals, his passing ability, and like I said before, there's not a lot. There's not a lot you can see in football that's better than a really well-timed Matt Lund tackle. Um, I think he's just. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful player, and I think as a centre midfielder, there's not much that he can't do. He's, he's brilliant in the air, as we've seen. Um, yeah, he's, I, I, for me, he's, he, he was a legend after his first spell and he's just announcing that now, isn't he? To he's, I think he started the season off really, really well. I think I thought he ended last season really, really well. And yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, I've been on a, a Bristol Rovers podcast uh, today, earlier today, ahead of this weekend's game and we were talking about Matty Lund because obviously he played for Bristol Rovers on loan before he came to us and... and like you say, he is the complete midfielder and it was only sort of when I was rounding off his plus points really that you notice that. He scores goals, he wins tackles, he's great with the ball, he can make passes that very few midfielders in League One can do probably. So yeah, like you say, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more really. I do see him now as a, as a real Dale legend and, and long may his form continue. And long may the form continue of a couple of our our defensive loanees, Luke. Um, I sort of I lumped these two in together because they've, they've sort of come in at the same time. Both come in on loan from from Premier League clubs, but they've already shown uh, themselves to be very assured at League One level. And it was an excellent performance again from both um, Talaji Bowler and Hayden Roberts on Tuesday night, wasn't it? Very much so. Um, they've settled in really well, haven't they? Um, you know, considering. I think Roberts had one training session before he made his debut against Burton. Um, you know, he's played three games in, in quick succession and he's he's, he's finished straight and he, look, he looks right at home with us. Um, you know, there's always, I'm always mindful when we do get players that come from clubs uh, from the Premier League. You want to, you want to kind of, I'm sure they've got something about them because they wouldn't be at the clubs at the rap, but you want to kind of see character as well, I think, because that's what you need when you're going to come down to the lower leagues. Um, especially where, you know, when you come to a team like us, you know, you're going to be up against it at times. And um, the, the attitude of, of both Bowler and Roberts, um, you can see it. I mean, you can see it more when you're watching live, but you can see it watching it on, on kind of I followed that, you know, they've, they've, they've both got good attitudes. Um, they're positive. They're not shying away from taking responsibilities, be it winning headers in the box, be it taking the ball in tight positions be it making runs off the ball and I speak more about Bowler on, on that comment really he's, he, he's, a, he's an excellent decoy he gets up uh, and down really well um, mentioned it earlier he's, he's definitely got a good partnership going with with Ollie on that left hand side as well um, there's a few times where he kind of just absolutely just said not tonight um, with, when some of them going forward he was very physical Um that at the end of the game as well, when when Roberts uh, dribbled it out after doing a good bit of defending in the box, pressure was on, and he uh, he took us up the pitch, didn't he? Halfway line, uh, I haven't a clue where that wasn't a yellow card, by the way, but it's irrelevant um, when he got stopped. Um, but you can see there's there's an element of leadership qualities there as well, and I think that's what makes the complete players really probably will what. You know, it bodes well for their futures in the game and, and probably kind of playing at a higher level than this later on in the careers. Um, but they probably won't be able to kind of do that without the experience that we're giving them either. Um, so it's a win-win situation for everyone involved. And um, you just kind of hope that they can carry on and, and, and you know, if they can progress and, and kind of develop even more as the season develops, then that'd be even better for us. Um, but, yeah, you know, you can't fault you know, what their performances, they've been, they've been great. Yeah, and I would say again, as I said with Bazunu earlier, they are both very young, both very inexperienced, so there could be a time when they're not performing as well as they are, and I think it's important that the fans don't get on the back too much if that happens, but at the moment, 
you know, very few complaints about either of them. They've both been excellent. And Roberts, to me, already looks like a player who could be playing at a higher level at the age of 18, which is, I think, 18, which is which is phenomenal. And it's great to have him. Um, on the other side of the, the defence, Ryan, it, it was a bit of a strange um, decision from Brian Mur- Barry Murphy on the face of it to, to drop Jimmy Keohane, who's been one of our better performers so far this season. Do you think that was like bringing McLaughlin in was to try and... And, and the gate Gucci's pace on the left. And how did you think he did? Because both goals did, in the end, come from his side, didn't they? Um, I thought, I don't know if I'd necessarily use the term dropped. I think BBM said in his post-match that, that we looked at the pace down there left and, and the Glock would be more pace than Kieran. It sort of made a bit more sense. But, yeah, I thought, I, I was a bit disappointed, to be honest, for both of their goals with the part McLaughlin played. Um, but at, at the same time, I thought he had a decent game. To be honest, I thought he did well one on one. Um, you know, down our right hand side quite a lot, and I thought he got forward pretty pretty well as well. And I think it was just two times that they decided to sort of cut in, and he just couldn't deal with it. And you know, part of that's probably like a match sharpness. It's probably a bit of you know both times. I thought. I thought the first one, I thought Morley was pretty weak as well. I thought you know, both players went to, to block the first cross. So I thought, yeah, you can point at that and say we were both his fault. But at the same time, I thought he had a really good 90 minutes and I thought it played well. And probably BBM's got a bit of a bit of an headache for, for the weekend. Um, who, do you, who do you play right about now? Yeah, I think, I think it would be harsh for Keoghan to, to drop out altogether. But... At the end of the day, McLaughlin has come in or come back in to be first choice, I think. So it is a tough one and fair play to Keoghan for his performances over the course of the season to make that into a bit of a headache for BBM. Um, we, we will give Oli Rathbone a little bit more praise as well, Chaff, because I thought he was excellent again on Tuesday. Um, sort of the performance that, that has made him a fan's favourite in the past, that driving forward from more, more attack-minded positions and... Do you think he, it suited him a little bit better playing higher up the pitch where there's less pressure on him to sort of collect the ball from defence and drive forward and, and he can he can look towards goal rather than looking to, to keep hold of the ball and waiting for that right pass? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's no coincidence that when, that when we try and get on the front foot more, he comes into the game more. It's I, I thought he was excellent. Um, you don't want him on the ball in your own half. You want him picking the ball up around the halfway line, just inside the opposition half, and you want him running at defenders because um, that's what he does best. And we've seen it over his 150 appearances that when he's in full flow, he's, he's a real, real asset. Um, and these last couple of games, I think he's been superb. Um, he was probably contender for man of the match on Tuesday. I thought I thought he was absolutely excellent. Um back to his best and it was surprising on Saturday to see him come up with a headed goal I don't think I've seen him score a header before um, but it just shows that he's what a, what an asset he is to us um, when he's on farm when he's off farm it's really noticeable best because Ryan tells us all the time <laughs> what, his, uh, what his weaknesses are um, but yeah he's been really impressive these last couple of games um, a lot more like what we're used to seeing as well yeah, he's obviously been been listening to the pod and wants to shut Ryan up. Um, Luke, one thing that I wanted to maybe touch on a little bit as well, on the basis of the last few games as a whole, is is the team spirit. It's looked excellent, hasn't it? And, and I don't think it's something that's lacked at all in the last few years, maybe other than the last few months of, of Keith Hill's reign. But it looks like maybe BBM's fostered a little bit of an us-versus-them mentality in a way. Um, given the fact that a lot of pundits and, and fans, ourselves included, have, have predicted quite a difficult season. Do you think that that's the case? And, and it can work, as we've seen in the past with the likes of Wickham last season. Hey, mate, yeah. I've kind of listened to BBM quite closely in his pre- and post-match interviews, and he's alluded to it himself a couple of times, um, where you know people have written the team off, and you know, not... Not necessarily the fans, more so just kind of, you know, the betting markets and and, think, and the experts or the so-called experts. 
Um, and um, there's there's been times when kind of he's kind of alluded to very much focusing on what we can do rather than what the opposition can do. Um, and, and it's all the psychology, you know, it, it can create that us and them, and, um, but in, in, in a real positive way. Um, I really liked his post-match interview against Shrewsbury where he kind of said, um, you know, at times, you know, the, the, the squad have carried him as well. Um, and, you know, that's quite a kind of interesting thing for a manager of a football club to say. Um, but it's very modest and I think he is one of them that he's not a dictator necessarily. He's someone that probably is part of the group. Um, and it's a clear dynamic that's working. You know, we've got a method of, of, of play um, and it's very clear that the players, you know, are, are working their absolute, you know, balls off for him. Um, and, you know, it all comes from a, a sound team spirit. And dare I say, when we kind of, we've talked about it before, haven't we, where, you know, BBM's recruitment in the main has been really strong. Uh, and it has to be when, when you're working on a, a low budget. But, you know, I think 50, you're 50% of the way there, if not more, if you bring in the right kind of character for the club. Um, and he's a, you know, he does strike me as a, a modern day manager and, and probably that is something that he's looked at with regards to the personnel that he brings in. Um, and, you know, it's clear to see, we spoke about Jim McNulty coming on in games to, to show things up. Uh, you know, having people like Jim McNulty in and around the team, you can see it when he's warming up on the touchline. He's kind of managing from the touchline as well. Um, and I'm sure BBM kind of, you know, needs that aspect. He needs his leaders in the team to, to kind of do what Jim McNulty is doing, for example. Um, you know, off the pitch as, you know, and on the training ground as well as the leaders on the pitch like the likes of London and Norwin O'Connell. Um, and yeah, you know, it's got to be from a team spirit and um, you can see it by the work rate, you know. I think that's I think that's particularly impressive as well given it is such a young squad. And like you say, we do have those leaders, but at the same time, I think some people might have looked at the fact that we've got three Premier League loanees in our back five all very young and maybe thought, well, that's a, a defence that's lacking a little bit of experience. So, fair play to to have, to have fostered that sort of attitude and mentality at the moment. Uh, and long may it continue, as I've said. Um, what I will say is I will defend the so-called experts here. <laughs> as, as a so-called expert myself. <laughs> um, so, that's, I, I would, actually, just one, one thing I wanted to really quickly mention as well before we moved on to something else was I thought the pitch was in absolutely fantastic nick on Tuesday night. The weather has been absolutely horrible, hasn't it, for the last week or so. So, fair play to the ground staff and fair play to the club for investing in it because it was something that needed improving and, and it, looks, it looks phenomenal at the moment. So, uh, yeah, big up to the club for that one. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, and Luke, you mentioned it a little bit before about the Sunderland game. It was really disappointing that we weren't in the ground for a game like that. Uh, Ryan, overall this season, how how have you found watching the games on iFollow? Obviously, we've had Paul on in the past, and he's a friend of, of us all on the show. How much are you missing being back at Scotland, and how are you finding the experience of watching games at home at the moment? Yeah, obviously, I want to be back in um, you sort of you're sitting up at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday in 2 o'clock on a Saturday or 7 o'clock on a Tuesday and you're thinking oh I better set my laptop off and you're sort of like you know I wish I were there I wish I were travelling to you know the likes of you know, Burton and those sorts of places um, but what I will say is I, thought, I think the I follow up this season's definitely stepped up and I think it's been a, a good experience watching from home when we've had to um, but don't get me wrong, when we can get back in, I can't imagine I'm probably going to go five seasons without missing a game. It's doing me in, to be honest. Um, and I, I can't wait to get back in, you know, amongst your family and your mates and people you can see around the ground, to be honest, um, who you don't necessarily know, but you're always chatting to them about the game. You, you miss that aspect. And cold winter nights, the bov rules, steak pies and that sort of thing. Um, it's coming into play now but yeah I think what I will say is you know the IFL I think has been really really good and I think it's been a really good substitute for, for what every single football fan you know up and down the country is missing um, I think it's been good but yeah obviously you know can't wait to get back in and it would have been great to have been there the last couple of games for you know, the good games we've had but 
it's one of those things unfortunately hopefully we can get back in sooner rather than later uh, but for now I think we've got a decent at least we're not paying fifteen ninety five for every game that's true although the games are coming thick and fast now aren't they Chaffin obviously it isn't free to watch these games how are you feeling at the moment about it you, how much are you missing it I'll be honest I think the last week or so for me it's really started to, to become quite difficult and I'm struggling with with non-Dale games as well. I mean, the the, the United game on Tuesday night, I, I couldn't help but feel that would have been such a good game to watch if fans were there. And I'm not, by no means, am I a United fan, but I couldn't help but watch that and think, you know, a 5-0 Champions League win against against a really good side and the atmosphere would have been brilliant. It would have made, it would have given that game an extra dimension. And it's the same with Dale games at the moment, isn't it? I mean, that on, that on Tuesday would have been extra special with us there. Yeah, definitely. You'd have had a full away end. You'd have had, um, well, not a full home capacity, but it, the atmosphere would have been pretty electric, I reckon. The second that we can get into grounds, we'll be there, won't we? It's, uh, I'm very similar to Ryan in that respect. I can't wait to get back. Um, the IFL, it's not ideal, but it's the best that we can get without going to the grounds. It's the next best thing, so I'm appreciative of it. Um, it's a different experience setting your laptop up, like Ryan said, than getting your coat on and getting ready to go. Um, and I don't think I'll ever get used to it, if I'm honest. But yeah, um, I miss it a lot. It really at home for me on Tuesday because um, I was at the club on Tuesday. I took. Oliver to, to that Halloween tour on Tuesday before the before the match Tuesday afternoon and being at the ground on a match day and not being able to go back later on it it hurt a little bit to be honest with you seeing all the preparation going on around you it was literally on the side of the pitch while the pitch was being marked out and it's like I just want to stay. I just want to stay here. I'll stay here all afternoon if you let me. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard, and I don't. Yeah, I, I, I just really, really miss going. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, Luke. There's been sort of. Um, it's not been confirmed as yet, but there's a chance that maybe with the the FA Cup game coming up against Chesterfield, that, that, that there won't be any sort of eye follow. Um, equivalent that we might not even be able to watch that game and it begs the question doesn't it as an entertainment business what is the point if the fans can't even watch um, how how desperate are we now to get back into the ground for the games that, that we can watch on iFollow it, it's great as an alternative but it's nothing compared to the real thing is it uh, it isn't um, you know both Ryan and Chaff have, uh, have put it brilliantly, really. There's a lot of aspects that you that you can take enjoyment from from watching Dale live um, that you just don't get uh, in the comfort of your own home. Um, you know, I didn't mind kind of having the eating on and being nice and warm watching it on Tuesday, but literally that's that's the only benefit, really, that, that, that goes against not being there in, in the flesh. And, um, you know, just the, the whole match day experience for us, it's, it's kind of different for everyone, isn't it? And um, but you know, um, it's special to a lot of Dale fans in you know in their own ways. And you know, like Ryan said, just even just seeing familiar faces talking about the game, um, you know, bumping into each other and and, and kind of having a catch up. Um, just the whole atmosphere of being there, especially on a Tuesday night, in you know, with the footlights on. Um, there's a lot of experience, you know, a lot of memories that that I kind of look back on really fondly from the time kind of growing up watching Dale and you're never ever going to get that watching him on your laptop you just never will again I'll kind of you know second what what the lads have said there it's been a good tool for us you know it's been reliable and I was panicking on Tuesday night when it was wobbling a little bit before the game and I thought yeah I would really be gutted if I can't watch it at all Um, you know it has been good but you just can't get close to actually being there can you Um, and I think sometimes kind of at times, you, you can get a bit complacent with kind of just turning up, watching Dale, you know, that's it, go on. Um, and then when, you, when you've not had it for so long, you're kind of craving it, aren't you? And, um, you know, it's, it's only, what's the saying? You don't know it's a good thing until it's gone. 
Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a bit like that as uh, you know it's like you're mourning something, isn't it? You're mourning an experience, but um, I'm sure you know it's not sustainable financially, you know, for this to kind of carry on for football. So you know, I really do hope, and I do believe we will get back in there at some point. And we are really lucky, aren't we, to kind of you know still be able to watch it from the comfort of our own homes. Um, you know, there's many people worse off than than what we're talking about here. Um, but you know, nevertheless. It'd be so good to get back in there um, and even get back into an away stand as well where you can get a bit rowdy and, uh, and get behind the lads a bit more with a, with a bit more noise. Well, I, say, I don't think it can be understated how important it is to, for us to go, to go and watch Rochdale. Um, I can't speak for you lads, but 90% of the mates that I've got I've, I've known through watching Rochdale. My girlfriend I met through watching Rochdale, my son goes to Rochdale with me. Um, the best part of sort of my relationship with my dad was through watching Rochdale, and I, I, it, to not have it, to not be allowed to do it, um, is very very difficult. Um, but and like Luke said, that the, the, I miss the away games more than I miss the home games. Um, I, I miss chanting. I miss celebrating. It's not. It's not. It's not the same celebrating in your front room. Um, to to celebrate and jumping all over people, which is probably why we're not allowed to, to be perfectly honest with you. But um, yeah, it's. I don't think it can be understated just how important it is to an awful lot of people going to watch live football. Um, and the sooner we can get back in and doing it, the better. Yeah, fingers crossed. The four of us will be on um, a mini bus to some. Arse end of nowhere town in the, in the near future, <laughs> drinking warm cans of whatever awful lager we've decided on beforehand. Um, I, I, I obviously can only echo what you guys have said there, and fingers crossed it won't be too long until we're back. But at, at the moment, um, as as we've said, I think we said it when Paul came on. Um, I think we're all appreciative of, of the, the work that the iFollow guys are doing, and it, it is proving to be something. But nothing quite compares to, to being to being at Spotland and watching the lads and seeing you guys as well. So fingers crossed it'll come sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll finish off with our game. Um, rather than a full season squad um, this this week, we've got just a match squad because I'm struggling to find full season squads from, from a time slightly before Ryan's, to be honest. I, I want him to not win for a week. So uh, we've got uh, Rochdale's 5-4 win over York City, uh, 26th of March 2002. So I want any player of the match day 16 for Dale. And Ryan, since you're the winner um, over the last few weeks, I'll let you start. I don't know whether this is slightly before your time or not, but uh, I'll be honest, a little bit a little bit of me is hoping that you get your first guess wrong just to knock you down a peg, to be honest. Well, that's very kind of you. <laughs> Good God. It's before my time, by the way, I was four. Oh, God. 2002. Neil Edwards. Incorrect. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chaff, you can go next. I, I'm, I'm imagining that both of you would have guessed Edwards at some point as well. I was surprised to see him not in that squad, so unlucky, right? I'd have probably, probably gone with Edwards as well, um, as your goalkeeper, but never mind. I will go with Patrick McCourt. That's correct. You came off the bench. Luke? Um, McEverly? Yeah, scored a, a famous goal where he uh, shoulder-barged one of the York players about 30 yards, I think. Kevin Townsend? Yeah, also scored, I think, scored two that night. Wayne Evans? Yep, started at right back. Matt Jokes? Matt Jokes was the sub-goalkeeper. Um, Gary Jones Gary Jones, yeah, correct uh, Matt Doughty Correct um, Jobson, Richard Jobson Correct, Richard Jobson Good shout uh, Michael Oliver Correct Lee Todd Lee Todd's incorrect so Chaff takes the victory this week. Um, I'll just run through the March Day 16 as Ryan shakes his head. 
Uh, in goal was, I think, Steve Banks, who we had on loan from Bolton. Yeah. Um, Wayne Evans. Yeah, I think played about half of that season, didn't he? When you consider that we had Edwards and Jilks on the books as well, it's quite quite an impressive uh, trio of goalkeepers. So we also had Marcus Hanneman that season as well, I think. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? That's got to be the best four keepers that a League Two team have, have ever had in one season. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, Wayne Evans, right back, Richard Jobson and Gareth Griffiths, centre-back. Uh, Sean McCauley, left-back, Pat McCourt, David Flitcroft, Paul Ware, Lee McEverley, Michael Oliver, Alan McLaughlin, Matt Doughty, Kevin Townsend, Gary Jones, Matt Jilts and Simon Coleman. And I even had a tiebreaker slash bonus question, so I'll just give this to you, see if any of you can get it. Which current Premier League manager played for York that day? Have to be a guess at Wilder. No. Deitch. No. <laughs> Did I just jump a goal there by accident? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying whoever gets it first, but it looks like you're all struggling, so... Graham Potter. Graham Potter's correct, yeah. Played oh, for York. Yeah. Uh, you had to get one, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll give him that one. He needed that one. Okay, um, I think that brings this episode to a close. So all that's left for me to say is thanks for joining me, Ryan. Yeah, nice one, Dean. Cheers for that. Cheers, Chaff. Thank you very much, mate. And cheers again, Luke. Cheers, mate. Enjoyed that one. Cheers. See you next time. Up the Dale. Chaff, that angle, by the way, is doing you a lot of favours. You look stunning. Yeah, you look fantastic. The lighting is brilliant. <laughs> it really is working for you, mate. Yeah, whatever you've got going on there, carry it on. <laughs> you look airbrushed. You do, actually do. Probably <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs>